0: Protecting your assets for the next generation, you're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to the Strong Room, I'm Peter Watts. There were a number of policy resolutions debated at the National Liberal Convention in Halifax last week. Pension protection, inclusion of mental health services in the Canada Health Act, and redressing tax avoidance were some of the topics that were discussed. Another resolution dealt with opioids and the decriminalization of some drugs. Addictions are sometimes a challenge for families who are crafting life plans and trying to protect individual members. Author and commentator Bill Bogart addressed the decriminalization topic and what such a move might mean.
1: I think what it does do is uh, focus attention on this very urgent matter, and that is uh, deaths from opioid overdoses. And that's really what it was designed to do to... um, Uh, urge the the government to get this plague under control because it is a plague.
0: What would the decriminalization of uh, drug possession or consumption uh, do to addressing, to your point, uh, the challenges we face because of opioids?
1: Well, and you know, I would emphasize it's only one uh, strategy, but the idea is that if you decriminalize drugs, then you remove, obviously, we remove the fear of prosecution and criminalization. And so it encourages people to, to come forth and get uh, help so that uh, they're, they're not taking these nasty drugs that poison them and, and uh, kill them. Um, and they can be stabilized and, uh, you know, hopefully get into treatment and, uh, for some of them at least, uh, actually get off the drugs.
0: Another topic for discussion was a proposed National Pharmacare program. The idea is to get some control of the ever-growing use and cost of medications. As we age, we tend to face health challenges that require more drugs. It is noteworthy that 16% of Canadians at present are over the age of 65. By 2030, that number is expected to be 24%. Just before the convention got underway, the Standing Committee on Human Resources, Skills, and Social Development released its study of advancing inclusion and quality of life for seniors. Committee Chair Brian May spoke to that study. Highlight some of the uh, conclusions your committee has drawn in advancing inclusion and quality of life for Canadian seniors. I don't think there's any party
2: that disagrees that we we need to do better when it comes to uh, our seniors and especially vulnerable seniors. This particular study uh, focused on a number of key areas. We ended up with 29 recommendations for, for uh, Minister Duclos. Um and I mean, I could I could pick my favorites, but quite frankly, they're all part of a of a bigger a bigger picture. And uh, I was asked the other day about you know which ones are the are the top you know three that must do's, and, and there really isn't uh, they're not really categorized that way. They're really laid out in, in terms of a framework. Um, that are all that are all fairly interconnected.
0: I think the title of the piece says it all. You're looking for good programs for seniors who who yep. are to be included both in the uh, Canadian society at large and, and especially in their own communities. You want to give some help to caregivers insofar as that's possible. And, and you mm-hmm. want to um, uh, take a number of uh, disparate policies that have been de- developed by your government uh, and by other governments over the years and bring them together in some connected strategy that makes sense going Going forward,
2: exactly the the, the fundamental, uh, the big fundamental themes. One is obviously reviewing and, and potentially changing um, some of the financial uh, services and, and, and uh, programs that we have for seniors. Things like GIS, uh, CPP, um, you know, OAS. How, how that all works needs to be you know re- reviewed and and potentially uh, uh, reevaluated. Um, but also uh, things like housing. Uh, we know that overwhelming majority of seniors want to age in place. How do we do that? How do we help them with that? How do we uh, help the provinces uh, prepare for, for a massive influx of seniors? We, we're already seeing it. Seniors now number youth for the first time in Canadian history. Uh, that's not gonna change anytime soon. So how are we going to prepare for that? How is the healthcare system going to be prepared for that? And, and, and things like retirement homes and long, long-term care. Um, the, the longer we can keep people in their homes uh, and, 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 and safely in their homes, the better uh, for, for not just the senior but for our systems as well
0: we're starting to see uh, some uh, dollars become available through the federal and provincial budgets for um, uh, affordable housing for seniors mm-hmm. we're we're hearing talk about pharmacare and, and those kinds of things uh, will will dovetail nicely it seems to me with some of the recommendations coming out of your committee's report i i, I
2: couldn't agree more i think that uh... Uh, as i said at the outset uh, all involved in this committee uh, regardless of political stripe we're on the same page in terms of of, of needing to do better and, and and needing to do better quickly uh, we know that these these challenges are are current this is not a uh, something that's coming down the pipe this is something that we're, you know seniors are faced with really challenging choices uh, right now. Uh, one of the recommendations we have that we think are we think is is absolutely a must is is looking at um, the clawbacks that we have so seniors right now, uh, you know, if they decide to work, uh, you know, longer uh, than sixty-five, um, many of their of their supports are clawed back based on how much they make. We need to look at that. We need to look to see if that makes sense, and and how do we how do we ensure that we're not we're not putting uh, undue harm onto uh, onto seniors. Um, you know, when, 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 frankly, they're entitled to these, to these supports uh, and because they choose to, to work longer uh, to be able to make their life better, uh, you know, we're, we're all of a sudden clawing, clawing back their support. So it's, it doesn't seem right. and I think it's something that we can really look at and, and have an impact on fairly quickly.
0: Was there much in your report about caregivers? There was. There's not just caregivers in a
2: traditional sense, um, but also, uh, you know, uh, caring, uh, you know, looking at uh, providing supports for, for family members who, who want, to, uh, want to care for, for their, their aging parents and, or grandparents. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's all different ways to do this. And, uh, you know, as I said, there's there's sometimes programs and systems in place that um, make it really challenging for, for people to make that choice.
0: I wonder as well if your committee looked at what it can do to start preparing people for senior age uh, earlier in their lives. I don't know if it's some kind of savings plan that mm-hmm. the government would, would set aside money for people or the government would take money from people at younger ages and put it in a uh, like a health account or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a senior's account or something like that, um, uh, so that there would be another element of a pension for them uh, when they get a little Mm -hmm. older uh, that would be able to help sustain them from a lifestyle standpoint?
2: Well, one of the things that we did do in in terms of recommendations was was, uh, talking about financial literacy. Uh, we know that that there's a lot of people that um, are entitled to certain supports that, that just simply don't know they're entitled to those supports. And they get themselves into financial trouble, um, you know, potentially lose their homes. And, you know, then they come, you know, to, to their member of parliament and they realize, oh, my goodness, I could have been receiving, you know, OAS or GIS uh, all along. and And so... Uh, we, we have to really do a better job of, of looking at whether or not some of these, these programs should just simply be automatic right and kick in automatically. there's There's a great number of them that don't and, and people just have to be able to uh, just have to know uh, that these that these options are there. Uh, I think we can do a better job of making sure that that information is available and and like I said, go as far as making them automatic.
0: What happens to this report now? So I'm very pleased to inform that we've
2: tabled this report. It has been handed directly to the minister, uh, minister, minister Duclos, who is responsible for seniors. He's been very uh, responsive and, uh, and, and I've actually been quite pleased with how helpful he has been. Uh, and I, and I, I believe that um, this is going to not simply get lip service, but they, it will be foundational in their approach and, and, and the programs and systems that they're gonna be looking at implementing in the next couple of years. We've had just great success with his ministry. Uh, you may know, we, we did uh, last year, a study on poverty, which of course included seniors. Um, many of those recommendations uh, went into developing the national housing strategy. Uh, so the, the committee work that we're doing doesn't necessarily get a lot of attention. It's not it's not national news, but it really is the meat and potatoes of how the how the government works, how it's how it's moving forward, and where these policies are coming from. And and so I think you know all members of the committee, um, like I said, regardless of political stripe, should be very proud of this report.
0: The committee's report has gone to the Minister of Families, Children, and Social Development, Jean-Yves Duclos. He is responsible for the seniors file in this government. When we continue the topic of elder abuse and how it applies to the crafting of a good life or a state plan, you're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.